welcome to Sheepcast. The date is August 17th, 2020, and I'm Max Park. This is our daily devotional and prayer on Colossians, and today's passage is Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. This is what the Word of God reads. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete and He is the head over all rule and authority. Amen. The Word of God. As Paul continues his argument and defense of the faith against the heretics of his time, especially those who were deceiving the Colossians, uh, which was predominantly a Greek pagan culture, heavily influenced by Greek philosophy and the thinkers of the time and the traditions of what Paul calls the traditions of men and the elementary principles of the world, uh, Paul continues his defense. So, let's look at verse 8. It says, See to it that no one takes you captive. Here is the Greek word, meaning robbery, to rob someone. Well, what are these heretics, these anti-Christian thinkers, uh, in a sense, robbing these people of, the Colossians of? Well, they're robbing them of the truth. They're robbing them of the absolute truth, the truth that is Jesus Christ and His gospel. Not only that, as a result, you're you're robbing them of salvation, justification, and you're robbing them of God's blessing upon them, right? And so our minds are to be protected. This is one of the things that Paul talks about in our previous study in Philippians, right? That we are to guard our heart and our minds in Christ Jesus. We are not to be taken captive, robbed of, by the world and its ideologies and its methodologies and its philosophies of the truth, the truth that is Jesus Christ. And here's how Paul describes the thinking of the world that is uh, against God. Now, that doesn't mean that Paul says, or Paul thinks, and I don't think he thinks this, that everything the world says and thinks is anti-God or anti-Christian or anti-Gospel or anti-Truth. I do think that there are specific things that Paul is addressing in regards to Colossians and the context of his time that he believes to be things that are depriving or taking Christians away from the truth. And so here's where he writes, through philosophy. Now this is not to be read in the modern sense as just simply like, you know, philosophy as the course that you took in first year university. Or philosophy, uh, the word meaning of course, just the general uh, um, area of study, right, that we call philosophy. This is the word love of wisdom, the Greek word love of wisdom. And so this was something that was prominent and predominant at the time of Paul's writing to the Colossians in the Greek world and the Roman Empire as a whole, Greek philosophy was, in a sense, the highest level of study, the highest level of education. It was the academia of the time. It could be compared to what would be evolutionary biology uh, or what would be uh, the study of physics and mathematics in today's world, right? Science takes captive our minds and at times can take our minds captive from the truth. So in the same way we see philosophy, the love of wisdom, being something that at times can be, in Paul's perspective, something that takes the Colossians away from the truth of Christ. It can deceive them. It Because why? Because it's in accordance to the traditions of men. In other words, it's human-centric, it's anthropocentric. It is centered on the human mind, the human nature, and it's, in, and it's in accordance also with the elementary principles of the world. What Paul is basically saying here, when he says that it is the elementary principles of the world, is that it is not at all advanced, it is not at all profound, 
It is in fact false beliefs. It is in fact too simple, too immature uh, as an ideology and as a thought process uh, and that these things are not of God and in fact if they are not of God that they are lesser than God and he says of course he pits this against rather than according to Christ so what is he saying he's saying there's a way to think in this world uh, and the way a way to look at this world from the perspective uh, through the lens of Christ and his gospel or through the perspective and lens uh, through the fallible man and so Paul is saying be cautious see to it that no one takes you captive by these things be careful in what you consume with your minds. Verse 9, for in him, all, him of course meaning Christ, all the fullness of deity dwells in the bodily form. So he's again presenting a rebuttal to the heresy of his time that was claiming that Christ was just simply man, that he is just simply a human. You know, some were saying that Christ was a human that God created and then built him up into a divine or deity figure, but that's not true. Christ was deity from the beginning of time to the end, he's already defended this part, he's already articulated this component, right? And we looked at that. For in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. If you go to the Westminster Confessions and you look at its statement, its chapter, its article on Christ, it'll tell you that Christ was truly God, truly human, that he is truly divine, truly a deity, but he's truly human in the sense that he was a truly in bodily form. And here's Paul's defense of that. Paul's saying, look, this is not true. These things that these people are telling you. Christ was, I mean, someone just look at Jesus and say, well, he looks like a man and he died like a man. He died and he, this would have been the case because uh, Greek philosophy of the time would have taught the physical form, that physical things of earth were were far inferior to that, the, to those things that were spiritual. And so those things were pitted against each other uh, readily, Paul. It, it comes out in Paul's theology at times, a, a, a combating between flesh versus spirit. This is language that Paul uses. But don't confuse it with the philosophy of Paul's time, where they were saying that flesh, or sorry, everything that is physical is just totally inferior to anything that is um, uh, spiritual. Now that may be the case, and in a sense it is true even in the Christian faith, but Christ was fully spiritual, fully divine, fully a deity, but also fully in bodily human form. We cannot lose a hold of those two truths. They are absolutely paramount for us to know and understand and believe uh, in order for us to truly, uh, in order for us to fully understand uh, the fullness of the gospel, right? We move on into verse 10. And in Him, again being Christ, you, that's us, the Christian, have been made complete. What Paul is basically saying here is, only in Christ can you be made complete. He, for He is the head over all rule and over all authority. Only through Christ can we have imputed righteousness, uh, imputed righteousness from Christ, that we can be justified and stand before a holy God and be presented um, just, so that we can have entrance into heaven and in the kingdom of God. And of course, our complete sufficiency, our all provision can only be can only be had, can only come through that which is the head over all rule and authority, that being Jesus Christ. For he is the creator of all things and he is the ruler of all things. All things come through him and all things are made in him. And so this is important and paramount again for Christians to know and understand. My prayer for you today is that these truths would be 
absolute in your mind, and that you will be guarded and not be taken captive by the philosophies of this world. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our minds and our hearts that have come to know you, Jesus Christ, rather than being held captive by the philosophies, the empty deception, and the traditions of men, and the elementary principles of this world. For in you we find fullness, completeness, and maturity. May you always be the head, the ruler over all, the authority in our lives. We thank you, and we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please check out our church Facebook page called Sheepgate Fellowship and our YouTube channel by the same name. You can join us in worship on Sundays via live stream at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. And the link for that is on our Facebook page. I hope the Lord blesses you this day and enjoy.